ho, ho, hello. I am Frank Nicotero. Welcome to Punchlines live from the South Point Casino here in Las Vegas, Nevada. I'm Frank Nicotero, lifelong sports fan, long time, no, long time comedian, lifelong sports fan. It's my own line I made up. I just butchered it. Anyway, this is going to be a great show today. We got a packed show, so much fun stuff. We're going to score more than the Raiders did in the first half of that game last night. Uh, what do you say to those Charger fans? Uh, at least the game didn't end on a missed kick like you guys usually do. It wasn't close. Chargers play a lot of tight games. And then, of course, Ryan McCormick, our producer. What was the big news this morning just before we hit the air? Brandon, Brandon Staley and the GM were finally fired. Yeah, and uh, that happened right down the street. He uh, Right down the street. I actually... I. Brandon Staley actually served me my Starbucks this morning. He's already got another job, so I was very happy. And uh, he scored with it. It was the first time, and he, he was smiling for the first time. So I want to thank him. And he, he put it in a holiday cup for me. I said, oh, I really wanted a holiday cup, and he gave me a holiday cup. So Brandon Staley's working for tips here at the South Point. At the, there he is. He's waiting at the Starbucks right there. They didn't let him on the plane. He's like, hey, my family's got to eat. Walk down to the South Point. We're always hiring. I don't, I don't know if we are. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, the GM, I don't know where Tom Telesco is, but I uh, also want to welcome in the lovely uh, Alex White is here for the entire show because it's Friday. And uh, yeah, I mean, it was overdue, right? The firing of Brandon. I mean, in LA, this has been a thing since last year. I have a buddy, Will, who, who follows the Chargers closely. This was a long time coming. It's the lack of accountability. Yeah. I mean, you never want to see people lose their jobs, but right. in the three years that he's been the coach, he's never taken ownership for anything, and he's always kind of blamed his players. So you knew he was going to lose his locker room. Oof, and it sounded like he did. And there was a quote from him last week where he's like, look, it's not like we've been blown out in any of these games. Did you see that? Yeah. He's like, well, it's not like we've been blown out. Cut to last night, 49 63-21 final, which, by the way, was the 63-21. Scorigami. It was the Scorigami. That's like the fourth or fifth this year, the Scorigami, which is a score – that's never happened in the NFL in the history, which is really strange because it's an even number of touchdowns, right? Yep. It's nine to three, basically, final score with the extra points. I was shocked to think that that was a score of But I mean, how often do teams score nine touchdowns in a game? This is also true. Brian brings up a very One, good point. A Are we seeing a collage nine. of the touchdowns here? Do we have Yeah, this? That, that was all the first half yeah, touchdowns. Yeah, that was all, I, you know. And I'm in a pick em league and I'm like, oh God, I think I picked the Chargers. And I looked when it was like 42 nothing. I'm like, Whew, I have the Raiders minus three and a half. Yeah, watching the game last night, my dad gets home and he starts like, so his fantasy matchup, the guy that he's playing had the, the Buccaneers defense and 10 minutes before game time, he picks up the Raiders, puts them in. Oh. And so he's 30 points from a defense 10 minutes before game time. Yeah, uh, Alex, your favorite touchdown on defense was the big guy, right? Oh yeah, John Jenkins. John. I love those... Uh... When those big guys get the touchdown. I, it's always good. And then, I mean, here he is right here on cue. Look and at him. <laughs> I love Crosby behind him because he's like kind of walking. Yeah. But, but you know John's like running. Ooh, yeah, right. Crosby's just cruising, thinking about his post-game cigar already. <laughs> thinking about his next tattoo session. He got he, When he got his, all his tattoos, Crosby, he, they, he was put under anesthetic. Yeah, his, anesthesia. his torso tattoos, yeah. That's how, that's how many tattoos he got at one time is put me under. What? Uh... There you and, go. And Devontae Adams was finally targeted in the red zone, but yeah. <laughs> not from O'Connell. Yeah. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. Even and he snatched, plays. he snatched that one out of the air. He's like, give me that touchdown. Yes. Uh, yeah. What a, what a, just what a shellacking. Um, if you're wondering why we're so colorful today on set, today is National Ugly Sweater Day, ladies and gentlemen. Tis the season to rock ugly sweaters. Uh, Alex, Alex, you're rocking. Uh, let's see here. This is the best one ever. All I want for Christmas is the over. Are we seeing that? There it is. All I want for Christmas is the over. Ryan, also epic. Uh, Ryan's is uh, it's the Christmas tuxedo yes. t-shirt. It's very lightweight, too, because I touched you, which I rarely have touched <laughs> you. That came off really weird. He walked by what me, and I, and I said, oh, that's great. And I like put my hand on your shirt, and I touched you. It's all muscle. He's solid as a rock, this guy. <laughs> and I touched the show, and I was like, and all I thought was the material is very, it's very lightweight very breathable yep. you probably work out in that probably okay, go to the gym could, in that could yeah turn some heads uh and i am wearing uh, one sean brought in for me as a favor here this has got flamingos on it and i put the flamingo one on because my mom loves flamingos so mom that's for you uh but it's ugly so listen if you're watching and you're still at work oh crap it's a national go out run to target get a national uh, ugly sweater celebrating sweater <laughs> did that sound make sense i'm not really sure tradition for the golden knights it worked 
to throw the flamingo on the ice after what? Uh, not just after a win. It's got to be after a plastic flamingo. Yeah. Okay. I want to make sure it's yeah. The, I don't <laughs> want Peta. I don't want Peta writing in on this show. And talk. they do. I know. I know. Like, well, Detroit's done the squid or the octopus for years. Yep. They do flamingos here. Yep. Yeah. Really. Yeah. And what, on a hat trick or what? Or what is it? I no know. One? When we do they look that Pretty up. sure it's after wins. After wins. Uh, let me let me see where it's. All right. Started. If we see anything on that, I, I'd be curious to see that. Uh yeah. It's also Friday, so uh, that's why we have Alex here, and we're gonna have a couple great guests. We have making his debut on the show in about ten minutes, Dave Damashek, which I'm very excited about. This he's uh, he's been a writer on Jimmy Kimmel. Uh, we've traveled in similar circles. We have mutual friends, Chris Andrews, of course, who runs the sports book back here. I uh, got a hold of Damachek and booked him. We're going to talk Steelers. We're going to talk other stuff. I haven't checked the comments to see if anyone's on there yet. So it, it, uh, it is man a, wants to know where's Kevin. Kevin's coming on. Victory Don't flamingo. What's that? It is a victory flamingo. Victory so, flamingo. So it is after. Uh, have they done it this year at all? When they started 11-0? I don't remember seeing any flamingos. Did I'm, they cut away? I'm, sh I'm sure they. Yeah, someone's throwing them on. Damn. All right, I'm going to look out for that. Anyway, yeah. Uh, and also, I was saying Dave Damachek, and then later on in the program. Uh, at about 1242 to 1245 our time, Kevin Belenkoff will be here. Kevin's been hot. He's got some picks for us. And uh, I know uh, our, our, our super fan, Lucky Man, will be uh, waiting for Kevin. Frank is the goat. Did someone write? Wait, what? <laughs> I had, Frankie is the goat. goat. <laughs> bah, it's not Sean. North Sean. Not Sean. Not Sean. Oh. Whoever not Sean is, thank you. It's not Sean. But it's not Sean. Oh, it is Sean. <laughs> I'm picking up what you're laying down. Today is December. It's December 15th. Not Sean. I don't have my glasses on. That's why I didn't understand the joke. That doesn't make sense. All right. Today is December 15th, and it's also National Cupcake Day. Yeah. Are you going to have a cupcake today? Probably not. <laughs> not a cupcake fan? You're, I know not you a, did the cookie thing. Yeah. Not a big cupcake Here's fan. the thing with cupcakes. Did you do, I never knew. Uh, Tina Fey did this on 30 Rock, and I'd never seen it done before. She takes cupcake a cupcake. Sandwich. What's that? Yeah. The cupcake sandwich. You pull off the top, flip it, so now all the icing's in the middle. Tina Fey was the first Pretty person smart. I ever saw do this. Yeah. I know, because, you know, when you go to bite a cupcake, you're going to get some on your nose. You're going to bite into it, and it's all over your face. Um, so thank you, Tina Fey. I'm sure she's not the first person to ever do that. But it is National Cupcake Day. Are do you going to have one? I might. Do we? Are there sprinkles in Vegas? The sprinkle, the sprinkles store. Do you have sprinkles cupcakes? They're like a really LA place. No. Uh, we have like sprinkles in grocery stores, but no not sprinkles a... is the brand. Sprinkles cupcakes or crumbs. Yeah, cupcakery. Cupcakery. That's what Jerry's saying. I wasn't sure if he was swearing or saying another. Uh... <laughs> I've, I've, oh, I've and never been saying to we do have. A oh, and we have a sprinkles. Where are sprinkles at? Let's go. <laughs> oh, okay. We can Google. We can Google right. that. I might. I will find it. All right. Anyway, uh, it's National Cupcake Day. Uh, Cupcake Day, a.k.a. football, uh, SEC football team matchups week one. Because you know they always schedule cupcakes. Like Alabama plays like Alcorn State. So those are cupcakes. And it's show number 48. Congratulations to everyone involved on show 48. I guess this is only my 45th show, technically, since Alex filled in for me three days with their dad. So 45 for me, but it's 48. And um, the number 48 has a lot, you know, you could get four, four dozen cupcakes would be 48. Uh, the 48th state is Arizona. Go ahead and put your graphic up there that you made around. This is great. This, these are 48 facts. The 48th highest grossing film of all time is star Wars episode one, the Phantom Menace, which uh, is like the 48th best star Wars movie. <laughs> it's not good. Uh, according to Rolling Stone, uh, on their list of top 500 albums ever made, they went with uh, Legend by Bob Marley. Hard to argue that every one of my friends had that cassette. That's right, Ann. I said cassettes. Yeah. Cassettes, but Ryan, now cassettes were these, they were, they were tape. It was tape. And you'd put it in your car. What's and then, tape? Son of a... Anyway, uh, that's a great album. If, you know, if you've never listened to that whole album, it's awesome. And that's a lot of facts about 48. What else do we have up we there? Yeah. Herschel Walker was the 48th Heisman winner. Herschel Walker was the 48th Heisman Trophy Award winner. Okay. There you go. And uh, you know what else I found? The best 48 that I found was George Blanda. Now, I remember having this guy's card when I was a kid, and I was obsessed with that card because look at this guy. How old do you think he is in that picture, Alex? That guy right there. The, the main picture? Yeah. The one with the, the mutton chops. That's, that's what those are called. Those sideburns, <laughs> mutton chops. That's what they're called. And mutton chops? Mutton chops. Mutton chops. How old do you think that man, the center picture of George Blanda? 
Um, Ryan, jump in and help me out on that. I, I'd probably say that's the last the, the year he retired. Yeah, he's 48 years old in that picture. Ooh. How old does he look nowadays? Well. He looks 70 in that picture, let's be honest. They partied hard. They, they played hard. They partied hard in the 70s, okay? But George Blanda, to all of you out there that, oh, Tom Brady played a long time, blah, blah, blah. George Blanda played until he was 48 years old. That's 1976, bicentennial year for America. He was 48 years old, still playing in the NFL. He debuted with your Bears in 1949. I mean, this is amazing. He played for 26 years in the, uh, in the NFL. Uh, he was a place kicker. I remember his card showed him as a place kicker. And a quarterback, 26 seasons, scored more points than anyone in history at the time of his retirement. He played till he was 48, sports' oldest player ever. Uh, only one of two players to play in four different decades, the other being John Carney. John Carney kicked forever. He was a charger. He was a kicker. Kicker, you know, but this guy, George Bland was out there getting hit. During his career, he played under head coaches Bear Bryant, George Hallis, and John Madden, to name a few. I mean, that's just ridiculous. 48 years old, playing in the NFL. That was really good research to, on the 48. That was some good research? Yeah. yeah I figured, you know what? A lot what? of variety I, there. I was mixing it up. See, I appreciate it. That's why we have Alex here on Fridays. She makes me feel good about myself. <laughs> Thank you, Alex. Yeah, I want to make I mean, we do the jerseys. The jerseys has become a staple. Sometimes when we don't have good jerseys, we'll shift and we'll do athletes that are 46 like we did the other day. Uh, but we do have a famous athletes to wear number 48. Very I have good. not seen this, but I am going to freak you out that you put, you put Rick Russell in there. That's Big Daddy. Now, Dave Damashek, who's coming up, who's a big Pirates fan, will let you know that Rick Russell also played for the Pirates. Yep. And when the Pirates thought he was done, he goes to the Giants and he wins like probably another hundred games with the Giants. This guy played forever. So I was at a game at Three River Stadium and Rick Russell was pitching and the guy next to me knew a lot about Rick Russell and it turned out it was his brother. But his brother also played in the uh, major leagues, Paul Russell. And I had both their cards, Rick Russell and Paul Russell. Chris Andrews is walking and he remembers Big Daddy Rick Russell. Oh, yeah. yeah. He wore number 48. So who else do you have out there? Torrey Hunter. I'm, Torrey Hunter, I don't know how many home runs Torrey Hunter stole, but Torrey Hunter probably robbed about 20 home runs that I can remember. Excellent center fielder, gold glover. Uh, Torrey Hunter also wore 48. Who else do we have? A pay? Oh, my God. Pablo Sandoval. That's the panda. The panda. Yeah, he won a couple rings, two or three rings with the Giants. I don't know yep. if he was on all three teams. I think he, he was. was. I think he was on two. And then he got that deal, that sweet deal from the Red Sox where he just robbed him. Steven Davis running back with uh, Carolina, and you have him pictured there with the Washington football franchise. Uh, Jacob deGrom. So Jacob deGrom, does he get a World Series ring? Yeah. Right? But he, yeah. did yeah. he pitch at all at the beginning of the season? Uh, yeah, he had. Did he, pick, did he play a couple yeah, games for I Texas? I think he did. Yeah, I so think he, he did. He did. So he earned his ring. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, look, I played. I played on the team. Uh, Austin Hedges got a ring, who's a guy the Pirates six games. cast off. He pitched six games. Did he have a record? Did he have a win? Yeah, yes. he had two wins. He had yep, two, two wins. wins. So there you go. He contributed to the Super Bowl or the, the World Series <laughs> win or Super Bowl. So Jacob deGrom, who I hope comes back. I mean, can you imagine Texas getting him back? They win the World Series and it's like, oh, we might have one of the best pitchers of our generation coming back, Jacob deGrom, who, who won the Cy Young with like the lowest win total. He only, but his ERA is just dominant pitcher. Uh, but Skins way back when. I had his jersey. He was number, number 48? 48. Yeah. Now, I don't know Ernie Green. What position did he play? Was running back. Running back? Ernie yeah. Green? Yeah. I love it. Chris always... I looked at it just to make sure. Well, Chris always, like, when we're doing it. this, um, if you ever check your phone, Ryan, I know, like, Chris will all of a sudden chime in with, like, a random random jersey number we've never Ernie, heard of. He's got to be 100 years old now. But I remember him when I was a kid. I also saw Rick Rushell hit a ball um, to and Three Rivers to the center field where the batter's eye was. He crushed a ball. I mean, he was a big guy, Rick Rushell, yeah. this guy. They called him Big Daddy crushed a ball to center field and speaking of crushed balls to home plate he's the one who gave up bo jackson's home run in the all-star game when bo jackson cracked that lead off homer in anaheim i think it was rick Russell pitching and that was one of the hardest hit balls i've ever heard you could just hear bo jackson the ball came off his bat a little different uh do you like the number 48 alex any connections to the number 48 um not necessarily maybe but there's some over unders <laughs> we'll look at a little later yeah. I, I like it seems like a very um Baseball. All right. Well, Alex is going to have, we're going to do our Farley Parlay. We're going to do that a little later. We have Kevin Belenkov joining us with some picks. But right now, I'm, oh, I got to grab my headsets. Hold on. Very excited to welcome this gentleman. We've traveled in some, oh, what's that? I was just going to say, Kevin's in the uh, in the live chat. Kevin is in the live chat? He said chat? Ra Ramon Martinez wore 48 for the Dodgers. Ramon Mart. now that's Pedro's brother, Ramon Martinez. Wow, he's pulling that out. See, 
Kevin's an Uber Dodger fan. We were talking about this. He's excited for the Otani signing, obviously, but he's also very excited about them getting Tyler Glass now, a former Pirate. Uh, this guy was supposed to be a superstar for us, 6'8". The guy throws heat. Pirates never let him really pitch the way he should pitch. They trade him to Tampa Bay when we just got heisted by the Rays. Gave him Shane Baz and uh, uh, what's Austin Meadows, and we got Chris Archer. Wow. Chris Archer mm. passed his prime. That was terrible. Dave Damashek will know what I'm talking about. Let's welcome him in. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, this guy has like 200,000 followers. I've, I've followed this guy for a long time, his career. He wrote at Jimmy Kimmel, and he's a Pittsburgh guy, and I think we had the same management team at one point. Anyway, Dave Damashek is here. Yeah, I don't know. Dave Damashek. Yeah, I'm going to pop for Dave Damashek. Yeah, Yay. What's up, Frank Nicotero? Big I fan, long-time <laughs> fan. We sh I'll tell you, here's how close our, uh, our, the, the intersection of our yeah, Venn diagram is. I don't remember the year of the All-Star game at PNC Park, but you were on the mic. I was, 2006. And I was there. Oh my God, yes. 2006. It was, that's to this day, probably one of the greatest sports highlights. I bugged Major League Baseball for like a year. I'm like, let me MC. They're like, well, I, go, I don't need tickets. I already have tickets because I was a, a season ticket holder. And I got to be on the field. This is where I met Mazeroski and I saw Franco Harris in the men's urinal with just a black t-shirt on, standing at a urinal, naked. Um, his back, just his back. It's a story I don't share in the air a lot. But anyway. Thanks. Wait, uh, he was, wait, he was nude. He was, with with, he was Winnie on. the Pooh. He was Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> Dave Damashek, you, you're reading my mind. I was just going to say, he Weird. was... Wait, so here's one of your heroes, right? I meet him in the locker room. He was playing in the celebrity softball game, Franco Harris being a football player, but he was playing. And I was getting all these Hall of Famers to sign a glove. I got Franco to sign the glove. Like it was the gloves that they left for the celebrities to, you know, to have. And I stole one and took a silver stripe. Ozzy Smith, Fredland, Dave Winfield. Wow. Oh my God. It's it's well protected. Got Franco on there. There's six hall it was like five or six Hall of Famers on there. So I went to the restroom and there was Franco. You're you you know, you see one of your heroes as a child and you just see him Winnie the Pooh in it. Winnie that's the Pooh, something. That's, no that's some tale. That's good for you. Yeah. Your brush with greatness. It was. So wait, what's um, our intersection? What is our? Uh, you were at that game. There you go. There, I was down on the field that night while oh, you man. were doing it, and I was glad handing with the Cobra, Dave Parker. Oh, I was God. over the moon on that evening. Oh, it was the best. A couple things I want to tell you about very quickly. Go for just it. Take your time before we jumped in here. One. Um, people who look old, yeah, <laughs> and w especially when you're young, and then you find out, like, I, I you know, it's it's the, um, you know, there there are a few guys who really, uh, Wilford Brimley is the famous <laughs> one, the Angela Lansbury <laughs> is up there, um, but the the one that makes me the craziest is Robert Shaw in, in Jaws. Jaws, yeah, yeah, okay, is Quint, Quint is now yeah. younger when he's shooting when he when when Jaws eats him, yeah. Uh, Shaw is younger in that picture than I am right now. <laughs> that makes me feel sad. I know. I, and come on, one of the best movies of all time, Jaws. And Wilford Brimley, when he was in Cocoon, is younger than I am right now, I believe. Yeah. yeah. Wilford no, Brimley in Cocoon. He was like in his early 50s. Yeah, it was insane. Mm -hmm. uh, and he looked old when he was doing the Quaker Oats commercials. I, Rick Russell Rick might be the most misshapen professional athlete I mean, it's really way up there. But if you think about high-end, Rick yeah. Russell was an all-star, so he yes. counts. I think it's fascinating, our obsession with fitness and, you know, proper conditioning to play 21st century sports. Consider the greatest four players in their respective sports of all time. Babe Ruth, right. Slav, right? <laughs> Babe Ruth, Slav. Tom Brady, dad bod in his underpants when he was 21 years yeah, old. His the That's combine the picture. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Michael Jordan, I guess we can knock him for the receding hairline. He was okay. prematurely balding, <laughs> and he had to shave his head. And then Wayne Gretzky looks like a 13-year-old girl. Right. You know, so, <laughs> um, not, not, so it really confuses the brain. The other one I wanted to tell you is you left out Tyler Kennedy. Stanley Cup champion. You know, we, we got to mention uh, black and gold, uh, you know, well, that's true. third well, line mucker. Well, you got to understand, Ryan Ryan puts together, I like to be surprised by the collages. I'll always, like oh, okay. yest yesterday, show 47, I said, Mel Blunt. Mel Blunt gets it. That's that's all we need. Mel Blunt, that's it. So he usually throws high. Today you did not have a, this is the first time he's not put a hockey player on there. So I just look at a list. Okay. Right. There was no hockey player on the list uh, for 30 people. Okay. So I, I just, yeah. Now, Ryan's a Blackhawk guy. He's from Chicago, so he likes the Blackhawks. 
Oh, well, tell, tell Ryan then that I was uh, there in 1992 for games <laughs> one and four. The first in the igloo in 66 puts go. it away Very with nice. 10 seconds left uh, to avoid overtime and, and uh, set the igloo aflame with joy. Ah. And then a week later, they, they win the cup. I was in the stadium that night uh, to watch that magical I've, event. I was, in, I was in Arlington, Texas at the Funny Bone, and I was working with uh, Ron White, Who's oh, now wow. because, yeah the book Ron White so it was me and Ron White and I said I said Ron I'm gonna I said I'm gonna I gotta jump in a cab to go watch the end of the hockey game um, and I did and I got to see the ending of the game right after my set I ran and I came back and Ron's like who won that damn hockey you watched that damn hockey game and he was already three sheets to the wind but he always bought <laughs> booze he always he always yeah Ron like he likes to drink still although he's retired he says but. He still likes to drink. Hey, listen, Dave, we have Chris Andrews here, who I know you guys, he wanted to talk to you because he's from your neck of the woods. Chris. No, I was out. My main man. What's going on, pal? So I'm out with a, a half-assed relative of yours last night, Terry Neely. Heat up that mic, CA. We need to hear your words. <laughs> oh, is he oh, on? My, my, is his mic on? I, I got him. Oh, we got okay. him. Okay. All right. Yeah. So um, I was out with half-assed relative of yours, Terry Neely, and there's four Churchill guys. There's going to be seven Churchill guys tonight, and the same question keeps coming up. What are we going to do with the Steelers? <laughs> what, are we, what should we do, and what is going to happen? Well, I mean, I, you know, obviously we're throwing stuff against the wall like everybody else trying to figure this thing out. That's where we have to start. The the, the insiders reports, I don't know if uh, if you heard the news that sometimes insiders <laughs> might be prone to making up their insights. Yes. <laughs> um, I don't want to accuse anybody of doing that where Mike Tomlin's concerned, but if you are hearing these announcements that, as my sources inside the building are saying that this is what's going to happen to that. I, I'm almost, I'm 99.99% sure that that is jive because that is um, the Pentagon times 10. Yeah. They don't leak yeah. information getting out. They exactly. just don't. And so it is all speculation. Now, <laughs> the Pentagon. I wouldn't be surprised if here, here's the part that I, I haven't heard a lot of noise about where Tomlin and the Steelers' potential divorce um, is concerned is that maybe Mike Tomlin's going to walk away. You know, the idea that the day the Steelers ain't the Steelers' name, they don't win no playoff games. And now, never mind the fact that obviously <laughs> this last half decade that we've been in is particular. It was the end of a Legends run, um, started, accelerated by the elbow injury, but then letting him come back and, you know, a nice run there. I mean, this is... In pro football terms, in pro sports terms, most teams really will bottom out at that point. The Steelers, to their credit, in my uh, estimation, um, really were able to fuel the jet 30,000 feet in the sky. I mean, they kept making the playoffs. They kept having winning <laughs> records. Now, I know that the curmudgeons get down about this. Dude, they got to go, they got to go 0 <laughs> 16, 0 17 so they can get a good QB. Never mind who they might have gotten had those things happened. We don't know exactly how that would have broken, but everybody just assumes greener pastures um, would have presented themselves. Um, I think that there is, like I say, so maybe they would try to trade him to Washington. That makes all the sense in the world yeah, to me. Yeah, that's the one, yeah, that because that's where he's from, right? Northern Virginia, so that would make sense. Yeah. Yep, yep. I, I could see it going that way. I mean, you know. I don't think we should tether ourselves too closely to that. You'll remember the Tom Brady thing, whatever that was now, three years ago. I was certain he was moving out to L.A. And then it turned yeah. out, no, he doesn't want to be that far away from his from his kids, from his son. And those sorts of personal details, just because we know where he's from doesn't mean that that's what Mike Tomlin, the human being, where he wants to live for the next decade of his life. Maybe Los Angeles is what he fancies. And therefore, the Chargers appeal to him. Maybe there's going to be a job available up in the Foxborough region of uh, of the New England region of our country. So I could see all those things happening. It's weird to me. I had Neil Kulong on my show. Oh, he was um, on yesterday. He was we on, had him on yesterday. We had him on yesterday, yeah. Yeah, how about Perfect. that? Well, then you know where I'm going with this. I thought it was fascinating. <laughs> I, th I think he makes a fascinating case that it is. Uh, it would be a rarity for Tomlin to go into 2024 as a lame duck coach. Right. It doesn't happen yeah. very much in the NFL for for um, for reasons that 
um, or uh, that, that benefit both sides. You wouldn't want to do that. Um, so it's weird. That doesn't mean that the day after the season ends that they're not going to give him the extension that we're talking about here. But boy, oh boy, man, I it, it, it if they really do poop the bed down the stretch here. And let's keep in mind, I know we have settled the hash in our brains that we know what where this football season's going. There's still a quarter left of the regular season. Yeah. So let's not uh, let's not uh, jump to any conclusions. And we've seen Tomlin's teams rise up here, like Ike Taylor told me the other day. Is there any coach on the planet Earth that you'd rather have in a spot like this back to the wall than Mike Tomlin? And the answer is obviously no. So the chance that they would rally here and reel off three out of four will feel right as rain if they get into the playoffs and all of that, and we'll forget about this bump in the road against back-to-back two and ten teams. But if they lose three out of four here, I think the groundswell. I don't think Art Two and the Rooney family yeah. is out there listening to to the chants from right. grown-ups to fire people and all that. <laughs> but I do think that I think that there will be a powerful enough case that things have have staled to the point that maybe we need to move on because practically, like Neil probably told you, who's this OC, this magic OC progressive that's going to turn Kenny Pickett around? Yeah. That's going to take a job underneath Mike Tomlin. That right. guy is going. If it's Ben Johnson of the Lions, as a for instance, he's, let's just he's throw his name coach, in there. Yeah. Right? He'd be like, "Well, I'm not coming there to be an offensive coordinator." Yeah, exactly. Now, if you want to give me the, the keys, then that's another conversation. Exactly. So, adults chanting. Yeah, like I mean, Rooney's not listening to adults chanting. You know, when they were chanting Mason Rudolph, it was obviously on a commercial break during the game. But I had friends in the stadium that send me clips of that. It's like I don't think people remember what it was like last time Mason Rudolph played. I mean, look, Mason Rudolph. I watched him throw for 400 yards against Pitt in the first half. We all loved him, but I don't he's not the answer. I mean, there's 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 deep seated there's 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 problems with the Steelers, Chris. I was happy when they drafted Mason Rudolph. I, I yeah. thought he had a lot of potential. Yeah. Ben was but that not, leads to my yeah. second question to Dave is Pickett the answer. Well I I, I really do think that you have to give him one more yeah, look. Absolutely. Was, yeah, I, 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 I mean, the, the idea, you know, people want to solve these things, fans and otherwise, love, love the idea of like, dude, they should get him off. The, like, get him off. He's on, he's on his rookie deal. Yeah. He'll be going into <laughs> year three next year. Like, purge him. Don't look at him. <laughs> don't give him a crack at the gig. Now, if there's someone appealing, uh, you know, in free agency, I just don't think there are many reasonable options out there. Kirk Cousins is probably the biggest name out there. You sure you want to saddle yourself with, say, 35 to 45 million um, for each of the next couple few years with Kirk Cousins? I don't know that he's the answer at his age necessarily. Um, maybe you draft somebody if somebody falls to you, like a Michael Penix is there. Mm -hmm. He's intriguing to me. Um, but uh, I, I think TBD. I think, uh, you know, what, what do you get at the end of the semester if you didn't show up enough and take all the tests? You, you get the incomplete. I think that's what we have to grade Pickett at this point, to be fair to the kid there. But, you know, the, the as I said, all through September and October, the idea that this is all the fault of Matt Canada yeah. was was silliness. And now you see that it was. I mean, Kenny Pickett plainly. You know, what, what, what other in, in, the other directions we may point fingers, the fact remains, you can see it if you watch the game that he does not, that he is spooked by that, uh, by the sea of humanity. And, and then he flips left and then he spins, him. he spins left and that the, the tape is out on that move. That's his move. He spins left. Pirouette to the left. Pirouette to the left. What do you like worse? Which, which is worse? The, 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 the hard pirouette to the left <laughs> to go nowhere right. or the gentle fade backwards. Oh. Fades right. <laughs> yeah. oh. He yeah. loses all power as he just gently fades away yeah. as though he's Jeff George trying to sling ah. it with a with a, a mediocre Jeff George. Arm. Yeah, we That's talk about Jeff George all the time. He had the billion-dollar billion arm and five-cent head. Uh, he had the strongest Correct. arm I ever saw. I remember seeing him throw games. A, a pregame, he was with the Falcons, watching him just warm up. It was like the ball. You heard the ball. Like Jeff George's arm was so strong. <laughs> Um, so here's one thing. I don't know if uh, you follow Merrill Hodge, but Merrill Hodge was on deep. Are you in Pittsburgh or where are you? No, I'm in Los Angeles. You're in LA. That's what um, I thought. But I love, I love, yeah. I love the decorations when you got the steel curtain jerseys. Is that a Roberto Clemente uh, bobblehead back there or Stargell? Who is that? That right. Oh, that's the, uh, yeah, no, that's pop Stargell. Pop. Here's okay. the flower. Here's the flower right flurry. there. You know what? Let me just show you this real fast. Okay. Here we go. You were just talking about having 
um, a signed glove. Yeah. I went to the Pro Football <laughs> Hall of Fame one year, and I wore this glove, and I said, forget the Hall of Fame. This is the hand of fame. <laughs> and uh, and uh, Mean Joe Green oh, signed oh, it. That's a good one. And, and, and Joe Namath signed ah, it. I was born and, in Beaver uh, Falls. That's Larkin. one of my heroes. Steve Largent. Is that right? Yeah, I was born in Beaver Falls. Uh, and then uh, Chippewa Township. Yeah, so I lived in Beaver Falls for a while. You know, uh, I knew Donnie Iris as a I'm, kid. That's how Pittsburgh I am. My dad. How about that? My mother grew up on the same block as uh, Mike Ditka and was not allowed to play with him because uh, <laughs> the Ditka boys were known when when the little girls would get up on the jungle gym that they would pull down <laughs> girls' underpants. And this was confirmed you have on a Jimmy Kimmel's late night show. Yes, it, <laughs> it was, was Mike Ditka. Okay. It was, we, it, J, J, I encouraged Jimmy, and he did ask, uh, is this a true yeah. story from your neighborhood from Michelle Zubasic? And he said it was. He said, <laughs> well, that, that sounds like me and my brother. Yeah, that yeah, sounds no, no. right. And we talked about, we were just talking about uh, Ditka because we had Ricky Williams' uh, jersey on the show. How uh, Ryan didn't know that he traded the entire draft. Oh, not figuratively. No, he traded all his draft picks for Ricky Williams. Probably the weakest oh, movie the ever. Best. Yeah, th that was the worst. It's hysterical. It's hysterical. The best, the funniest trade thing ever yeah. was when Mario Lemieux, when the Penguins got his draft rights and the trade offers, some teams offered their entire drafts. The funniest one was the Quebec Nordique offering all three Stasny brothers. <laughs> you can have a... Take them all. You got Peter's the best. We can have Anton, it's like the youngster, even Mary. Like, even Mary. You can like, have the enforcer Mary. It's like trained for the Hanson brothers from Slapshot, basically, right there. That would have exactly. been, right. been the worst trade in history. So anyway, Merrill Hodge, uh, who played running back for the Steelers, and he's on DVE, uh, as I used to be and still am frequently. Uh, Merrill Hodge said, the Steelers tight end blocking. Did you hear his quote? He said, looks like two turtles humping. So I believe that's part of the 12 Days of Christmas, is it not? Two turtles humping and a partridge and a pear tree. So anyway, two, I mean, he's kind of getting on Fryermuth. He was getting on everybody, but Hodge is brutal when it comes to the Steelers because he really breaks them down. He feel, I mean, that was his team. I mean, he played for the Bears, actually, too. He retired with the Bears, right? But uh, is he right? I mean, it's just fundamentally they're not doing the things. The, the, the lethargy out there, like George Pickens also now saying, well, I can't, you know, Pickens coming out and saying he can't, you know, I can't do much with three five yard out pat you know, out patterns. And if you look at his route tree last week, there's a lot of dissension on that team. And uh, that's what scares me, you know, and that's what scares me in the lazy blocking and Deontay Johnson standing there with the fumble. And, you know, we always thought that he was strong with fundamentals, Tomlin, but I don't know. I, has he he's not losing this team, but boy, they just they're just so sloppy. Those oh my God, how about the calls the twelve men on the field after a timeout? This is just this is bad. Yeah, I mean, you keep hearing those same for lack of focus and all yeah. that kind of stuff. Yeah, I mean, who else are you pointing at but the head coach? And by the way, you know, what's the what's the common thread over the last 10 years, 15 years, really since Tomlin got there? His kryptonite is for all of his successes and all of his greatness. And it's a bunch of hooey and applesauce when people say he was never a good coach, as it turns out. He just was benefiting from Bill Carr's Car players. That's a that that's a dim performative yeah. thing to say to try and to try and win over some percentage of Steelers fans who are especially cynical right now. Um, but yeah, I mean that that what is hard to dispute is that the 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 through line with these Tomlin kryptonite losses against bad teams is Mike Tomlin. I mean, the the entire roster has turned over obviously in the last decade. He's the only one who's constant and they and they constantly do lose to bad teams as we just saw them do to the Cardinals and the Patriots <laughs> who are in fact atrocities times yeah. two. So it's it, it's bad that uh, and 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 like I say, I, what's interesting to me is though cuz you mentioned Merrill Hodge and I talked to Cam Hayward a year ago about this. He's the locker room leader. Obviously, I sure. think everybody agrees with that. Um, you know, remember Ryan Clark and those guys went at him, you know, that this team is different uh, than, than what when we were playing 15 years ago. And the, the vibe is different and the Steeler way and all this talk. And now Trey Essex is doing that. And Merrill Hodge is doing that. And, and Ben Roethlisberger it, the other day, yeah. It's weird. I wonder how many I you know the Dallas Cowboys, Pittsburgh Steelers and the and, and the Raiders are probably the three most prominent brands in pro football. Do the other two alumni groups constantly go at the current team like this? I think it's ultimately a good thing, but it is it but but man, that's an extra layer of stuff you have to deal with. Like did you hear what the last 
with the last uh, legendary QB. <laughs> and by the way, few alumni groups are are are, uh, are more credible and listened to more for obvious reasons yeah. than Steelers guys yeah. because uh, because of all the success. No one cares really if. Uh, if Tampa Bay Buccaneers of the past are ripping into the current uh, edition. But when the Steelers do, you're like, is that what Mean Joe thinks? Is that what Mel Blunt thinks? Exactly. Is that what legends think? It hurts yeah. your feelings. Yes, it's an extra thing to have to, to deal with. It does. Um, so, uh, so what kind of guy are you when it comes to sports gambling? What do you like to do? You like to bet on stuff? What do you What do you do? I know L.A., California. We still can't. You might have sources that you can. I don't know. I don't want to say, implicate anybody. But uh, Dilo, what do you like to do when you there come to Vegas? Yeah, there's ways. What do you like to bet on when you gamble? Well, the bones is what I, I oh, like. Oh, rolls the bones. Oh. <laughs> you, you, you know that, that's not talking, what you're asking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah no, you're not asking me about that. Um, I mean, the only the only rule I have real is I even if you think it makes me a child, and I'm going to say this in front of Chris <laughs> Andrews, he may he may think I'm a I'm a weirdo. You know, I I I like red, white, and blue. I like green, but black and gold overall. And right. so I would never wager against the Steelers. I've never done and it. I've never fact, done it. I just would never do I it. Never I would have. never wager against any of my teams, even yep. if it makes all the sense in the world. I've needed against my teams, but I always say I do my job. I really, I have a job. I have a job. But once they kick off, I'm rooting for the black and gold. Yeah, period. Absolutely. I mean, that's who I'm rooting for. But I do have a job to do. And, uh, I, you know, my daughter went to Penn State. She hates Michigan with a passion. And I always said, if she knew how often I bet on Michigan against Penn State, <laughs> I don't know if she disowned daddy because well. I still pay some bills, you know, but, uh, and paid for her education, by the way. Uh, but she would, uh, not be happy about that. But yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm in a different position than Dave. And I just want to say something real quick about Dave. And I, I talked to him, I mean, it had to be 15 years ago or something like that. He was on with Adam Carolla. Okay. He was on a morning show. And uh, my kids loved that show. And we went in and I got all this stuff, you know, that Adam used to talk about, the, you know, a pie over cake and, you know, I mean, all that stuff. And I heard Dave would echo. And the first time I hear this Damashek guy says, Oh, my kids, I have a feeling this guy's yeah, from Pittsburgh. You can tell you know? <laughs> so anyway, uh, and I'm glad to hear his his Pittsburgh accents has softened a little bit. Boy, he could go back to he it. Can about, he laughs. He, he, he could go answer. back to yeah. it in a second. I know that. He so. can all do it. Oh, hey. my Hey, we got to get Tomlin got to turn it around. It's too bad <laughs> Roethlisberger left. Because that dude, them brownies would come at Roethlisberger. He'd be like, just shut, shut him. Like, get out of here. Didn't any win? Dude, you seen him in that play. He just took it. He, he won it. Touchdown, dude. Touchdown. Good luck, brownies. It's like I'm back in Braddock all of a sudden. That is, that is the Pittsburgh. If you're not familiar with the Pittsburgh accent, it is unique. He's nailing to, it. It's it unique. To, there's <laughs> only a little circle in the I, whole country. I told you, I got into a cab in, in Vegas like 10 years ago, and the guy, I go, I go, how far is it to this hotel? He goes, it's about 10 miles down the street. And I went, what part of Pittsburgh are you from? He's like, whoa, how'd you know that? I'm like, dude, come on. I'm like, it's, it's, it's wild how he, yeah, you hear somebody say one thing. The most prominent Pittsburgh accent people are Dennis Miller is probably the most famous. Marino, you hear it a lot. Yeah, John Kasich. Yeah. The uh, the old presidential candidate right, there right. is uh, from the region. Um, yeah, yeah, I would say those are the ones that, that just to meet. Well, Mr. Rogers, Mr. probably. <laughs> uh, Dennis, he had the most Dennis Miller, the, the swelled L, as I told Chris, is the pickle. When you say pickle, yeah, pickle. See, it's my a wife always L. used to tell me that, and I said, I, I don't know what you're talking about. You're yeah. crazy. And then you described it, and I yeah. said, Oh, yeah. There was someone acting, someone acting teacher, or someone I was talking with in Pittsburgh. They're like, You don't have the swelled L's, or this was in LA. I said, What are you talking about? She said, Well, I deal with a lot of Pittsburgh people, and pickle, you know, pickle, pickle. nickel, a nickel, pickle. pickle. Well, the Steelers are playing They're that nickel defense. Nickel. You're so nickel. right about that. I've never heard it described yeah. that way, and that's perfect. Um, that's yeah, the, dialect, it's a funny the paradox. Other. Yeah. in language like like some words downtown yeah. are contracted for time like downtown right but then others are single syllables get stretched out like Rothesberger. Yeah. like i don't know like what downtown Rothesberger. i don't know what we choose one or the other we we, we we were saddled as people we never had a chance the three of us here we, 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 we were saddled with this dumb accent but all right, so Dave, and Dave, listen, we really appreciate having you in the show. I just want to leave with yeah. this. Uh, I'm a diehard Pirates fan, as I know you are as well. Um, you know, they got they, they, they got Billy McKinley for, for trade pool money from the Yankees, former number one pick. 
That's our splash. I mean, Seth Lugo, all these guys are getting three-year, $45 million contracts. Tyler Glass now got $135 million, so you know that would never happen with the Pirates. Um, they were supposed to go out and spend all this money this offseason. They got uh, Marco Gonzalez from you know Atlanta via Seattle. I just, I mean, is there any hope for the Pirates this year? Or are they gearing up? 2025 is our year now. Andy's out. I, first of all, first of all, here's the rationalization that I came up with before last season started. Okay. When, before O'Neill Cruz got hurt and everything right, else, so. and basically scuttled any hopes for for any reason for optimism. But um, I you got to watch Major League and think of the Nutting family as <laughs> the stripper lady yeah. owner who wants to, who who is going out of her way to ruin the team, yeah, at, so that she can sell them for top dollar. <laughs> That's how you have to, like, you didn't, nobody rooted against the players in that movie. You just rooted against her and the players were against her. Same thing. We root for the players now. So So that's how you can stay locked in on baseball in in the lean sports months of June and July and August. You can still watch the Pirates and rationalize it as, as, as being a decent and loyal thing to do if the team's halfway decent. And by the way. You want you, you want a ray of sunshine? Yes, I think these buckos. I don't. They don't have the pitching. No. O, Obiedo's injury and just that the, hurts. You know, is, yeah. is the worst. Because I don't want to get too deep in the weeds with the Pirates yeah. <laughs> starting rotation twenty four. But th- that kid, you could see, was coming on and would have slotted as a nice middle of the rotation guy. I still think they have a, a chance of being decent at least at the plate. I mean, they really do now have a professional, you know, one through eight, it looks to me, I feel, or one through nine, I guess. Well, we got Rowdy Telez now. I mean, come on, Rowdy Telez. I hear you. Yeah, I know. I'm not, like, I'm not saying 105 wins I know, or I know, exactly. Right? But maybe a wild Lonely card. Cruz is halfway decent. They should, Henry Davis should, you know, slug. Like, they've got guys now. All right. right. I hear you. I hope so. I'm with you. I'll be watching 162 games, I'm sure. Ryan, did you have some? Should be bringing back Andrew McCutcheon. McCutcheon will come back. That's the fans love of that. Course. You know, I, I love Kutch. Are you kidding? He's he's the man. So that'll be fun. Uh, Dave, Here's what we got to do, though, go fellas. Ahead. We got to like this is Chris knows this. You know this. This is the. I I, I don't want to sound histrionic. I don't want to feed the nonsense and the right. chanting of fire grown ups and being like all that kind of stuff is weird to me. It's dorky, but I, I do have to say, this is the worst moment. In Pittsburgh sports, it's in down, forty. Years. It's a down, down. We didn't even get that of Penguins. Yeah. yeah, right. I mean, yeah, yeah. eighty December of eighty three is when Bradshaw hurts his elbow, and that means we have Cliff Stout and nothing but <laughs> Cliff Stout. The Penguins had yet to get Lemieux. Right. The Bucks were the Bucks. It was Fogerino. Jackie oh. Sherrill had moved A and M by then. Roy, Doctor Roy Chipman and company had yet Dr. to ascend Roy. in the Big East. That was a terrible time. This equals that. Yeah. And now we have to go. Now it's up to you, Steelers. Yep. We look to you. I know. We, we turn up to you, Steelers. To By the way, you threw a Foge Fazio reference in this show. That <laughs> might, Foge I didn't Fazio, see that coming. Foge Fazio, I, I'll never forget this. I told this to Chris. I'll never forget at Notre Dame, he punted on third down when they were backed up. Do you remember that play? I remember. You yeah. know what? He did. I don't remember it against Notre Dame. I think it was he Notre Dame. He did do it. He did. He did it in Happy Valley against uh, against Penn State. Maybe that was that it. Maybe is, yeah. It's and by the way, I'll leave you with that. Yeah. The get rid of Tomlin people yeah. out there, all yeah. that kind of people. I I get it. I understand. But for what? Do you are you sure that this sure. is going to be an upgrade? It's unlikely. And I refer to <laughs> that move. We yeah. didn't know. Like you got to get rid of Foge. Yeah. Move on from Foge. This is a train wreck. Little did you know that the decline was already begun at that point. They should have just kept Foge. Yeah. The, 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 the chasing your tail effect of things, like what what are you moving on? You better know where you're going. I agree. If you want to move on from Tomlin, for whom? It is not enough to say, well, we just got to hire one of those progressive OCs out there. Yeah. What? Which one? <laughs> where Do you, you know who that? you're getting? Because this is one of the greats. Yeah. This is a guy who never, it, and all the cynicism, losing record, never, who cares about that? I care about that. Yeah, you know yeah. why? Because that's good. That means you're usually in the playoffs. And once you get into the playoffs in the NFL know. in the 21st century, you have a chance. Yeah. Yeah. We're uh, still right there in the playoffs. Still, they're they're yeah. still they're, right they're six, aren't they still the sixth seed or something? Yeah. I think it's seven yeah. and six. Yeah. Uh, I like yep. them against the Colts. We need a victory. Uh Saturday, Saturday game. It's minus two and uh forty-two right now. So uh I don't know. I'll be watching tomorrow. I'll be webcasting the game on PSF Sports, by the way. 
Dave, I, it, I, we're so excited to have you. I yeah. know Chris has Dave, been talking. Dave, tell the fans where they could find you. Yeah, exactly. Well, we just put out uh, today, as we do every Friday, our 15-minute pregame show. These pregame shows have gotten sideways. I don't know who decided that you have to do three hours of <laughs> the saccharine origin stories. Yes. Like, he was, he may be a star now, <laughs> but he was born without three of his limbs. Like, why, what do I, why, I'm trying to figure out who's going to yeah, win this game. I don't have time to, and then it's like, still to come, yeah. and all that kind of stuff. And then and the prom outfits and, yeah. the, and the fake laughter. Who needs any of it? Um, we do it all in 15 minutes. We give you every uh, score there. So look for on minus three is yeah. on social media, on YouTube, on Twitter, and otherwise. Uh, minus three is our podcast, and we do the 15 minutes up there for you right now. We appreciate it if you check it out. Right. And listen, what a thrill to meet uh, Chris. Well, he and I have spoken, but we've never seen each other face to face. Frank, what a thrill! Yeah, man, to uh, get to yap with you after all these years. Uh, yeah, we, I, it's mutual friends and uh, people. All so it's great to finally have you on this show, which is crazy. I'm now doing this gambling show in Vegas. Uh, thank you so much for being on, man. Go Steelers! Yeah, thanks, Dave. Yeah, here really we go. appreciate uh, here it. We here we go. Yeah. Yeah. All right, we'll be back uh, in two minutes with Kevin Balenkoff and some picks for the weekend and the Farley Parlay. A lot of shows still to come. South Point offers all the types of entertainment you'd expect at a first-class Las Vegas resort. Did you know our 400-seat showroom is one of Las Vegas's top destinations for live entertainment? Enjoy live performances by classic Vegas entertainers, bands, and today's hottest comedians, plus a rock and dance floor. You can also enjoy live entertainment at the Grandview Lounge, where you'll feel all the vibes of old Las Vegas. Enjoy the music, and if you love to laugh, don't miss The Dirty at 12.30, our very own free comedy show, every Friday night at 12.30 a.m. in the Grandview Lounge. The Dirty is 100% free, so arrive early. Go to southpointcasino.com or call the box office at 77136 for today's performances at the showroom and the Grandview Lounge. When you're ready for your favorite cocktail, stop in and unwind at one of our seven specialty lounges. There's a bar around every corner, because you're in Vegas, baby. South Point Casino has plenty of attractions for the whole family. Catch a movie. Our 16-screen movie theater includes two XD extreme screens for the ultimate in viewing, sound, and luxury. After the show, treat the family to a variety of treats at our old-fashioned ice cream parlor, Kate's Corner. We scoop up a variety of creamy concoctions, including smoothies, hand-dipped cones, milkshakes, malts, sodas, and sundaes. At Kate's, there's something for everyone. And if you've still got time to spare, our bowling center might be right up your alley. Voted Best of Las Vegas, it's a great place for friends and family fun. 64 lanes, a pro shop, snack bar, and arcade. And while the kids are bowling, you can play slots and sip on a drink in the Alley Cat Lounge while overlooking the lanes. For our more serious and professional bowlers, the South Point is also home to a separate tournament bowling plaza. Hey, welcome back to Punchlines. I'm Frank Nicotero looking at live comments. Damashek and Nicotero, I feel like I just lived the song Glory Days by Springsteen. Great conversation. Thank you, Joey B. And B-Town Dummy, did Brandon Staley stay the night at the South Point instead of flying home to L.A. last night? Yeah, that was the joke I made, Jerko. That's a friend of mine, so I can say that. Yeah, that was what I was doing. Uh, and the Mike Ditka thing, and this is how Ditka gets... Oh, God, okay. I'm not reading that one. Anyway... I'm so excited. What a show. This is like one of our most packed shows. We have Kevin Belenkoff. Kevin, my friend Kevin, who has been... Uh, Kevin, the, the picks you've been giving out on the show, you've been you've been on fire. It has been a very good year. Yeah, you've had that a great year. That could all change in one weekend, <laughs> but uh, hopefully this won't be it. Well, you know, Alex is always excited when we have, when we have a legit person who can actually crunch numbers. <laughs> And uh, Alex, you were looking at what you were talking bowl games, right? Tomorrow, Yay. I mean, this uh, this weekend's going to be football, football, football. Yeah, lots of football. So let's start with some bowl games. I want to look at the Cure Bowl here. We have Miami, Ohio, and Appalachian State. Now, I know we've lost some players with Ohio, but you think there might be some value. The line, they are getting six and a half, and the total has moved down now to 44 and a half. What do you like in this one? I love Miami, Ohio. It's probably my best... Uh 
best uh, bowl play of the weekend. I kind of don't count bowls that begin before Christmas. That's sort of like <laughs> I'm, I'm sort of old school. But if there's money to be made, we'll always take a look at it. So um, Miami has uh, they've covered in their last six bowl games. They're ten and one in games where they were um, where they're underdog, underdog now and were an underdog in their last game. And then Appalachian State's in a situation that I love to play against in bowls. They're coming off a loss. They're now favored against a team with a better record. Hmm. So uh, I'll take the points with Miami, Ohio. They only lost two games, and one was to Toledo, and they came back and beat them in the conference championship game. So I really like Miami, Ohio uh, on Saturday. They it's t- at the Cure Bowl, whatever they're curing, I don't know. <laughs> meat, maybe meat of sorts, or I don't know. I don't know. How do you feel about the total? I like that under because I know Miami, Ohio does have an outstanding defense. Do you agree with that? I am. I'm also on the under. Yeah, it's um. Uh, I what's the number at? Because that was the that was we'll the pull key that up. Hold on one second. Number uh, because and it's. I think it's like I don't remember, but I do. Uh, oh, here it is. Yeah, it's in the it's in the high fifties. Forty. And, and so uh, if you look at one, I think it's Miami. If you look at one of the two teams, when the number is that high, they're consistently going under. So um, I like Miami more. I almost always like sides more than totals. But again, if there's money to be made, yes. we'll take the total as well. Listen, my buddy's my buddy's older brother once said he go, I go, are you sure about this? Or you want to go against the Steelers or go? Against, he wanted to go against the Steelers. He goes, I'd bet against my own grandmother if I can make money. <laughs> I bet, hey, how good have I been with Cheat Carroll lately, huh? I, <laughs> I hate the man, but he's making me money. Yeah, and so who does Seattle have this weekend? They have uh, the, the 49ers, and 49ers I love them again. Yeah, I mean, we keep writing that one where Seattle, if they're an underdog, uh, coming off two consecutive losses, they yeah. cover all the time. They've done it the last two weeks. I'll take them again. Oh, they're, I'm sorry, it's not no. the three nights. Yeah, three Philly. Eagles, right? Philly. They play Philly. Uh, Monday. They're Monday night oh, football. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Niners have the Cardinals this week. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, Philadelphia is a minus three and a half in Seattle, and you like Seattle on Monday night. Yeah, Monday night home dog. I usually go for anyway, but. Um, it's a perfect situation, and and you can also be entertained by watching Cheat's face when <laughs> all goes against him or something like that. That's the highlight of my of my game when that happens. And as gum chewing, Germany, you got yes. Alex. <laughs> um, so there's a few, there's a few more bowl games we can get to, of course. How about New Mexico yeah. State? who had an outstanding year, 10 wins on the year. I do like this team a lot, and they are playing Fresno State. Do you like anything in this one? Uh, Yeah, I'd lean toward New Mexico State, a rare bowl favorite. I love to play bowl underdogs. Um, New Mexico State's been really good, and then they just, you know, laid an egg in their last game. Um, Fresno State's very difficult to figure out. If they show up, they can win, but um, Tedford, their coach, has got a health issue, so he won't be there. I'll lay the number. It's down to three and a half. I like it even more. Yeah. <laughs> three and a half and 51. Um, so tomorrow's the NFL. Uh, and of course, my students yeah. are, are playing. But uh, looking at this, uh, I mean, Minnesota, Cincinnati, I mean, Jake Browning looked like, uh, you know, an all pro. And then that late game, Denver and Detroit with a, what's yeah. the, the over is uh, 47 and a half. With two, t- I don't know. That just seemed high to me. But what do you think of these? Up to forty-eight. Uh, up to forty-eight. Well, what do you, you never know with the Lions. They can, I know. Lions could score forty-eight. They could give up forty-eight. Same with the Broncos. Although they, I think they have a tough time scoring forty-eight. But uh, here's the number <laughs> I found on that. Well, first of all, this is one of those schedule games I like, where you look at the schedule and it and and it's a situation that really plays well for Detroit. Broncos are on the road for the third straight week. That's always a solid play against in mm. the NFL. And they're coming off a win, another solid play against. And they're coming off a shutout, another solid play against. And uh, if they're coming off, uh, when the Broncos are coming off a straight-up road win, 3-13 and 13 against the number. Oh. So I'm all over Detroit here. Oh, I like, I like that. I can maybe buy that, maybe buy it down to three or something, right? Or two and a half. Get the, yeah, get the Lions I, by you, field goal. You always regret it when you do that. You only remember it when you don't. It's true. But when you do, and it's like, well, I, you know, when you lose, it's yeah. like I just lost more. Yeah, juice. more juice. Yeah, so exactly. I, I tend to go with the number the way it is. Keep it in Maybe the seven NFL. Maybe seven and a half down to seven. You know, 
Go ahead, Alex. Keep it in the NFL. Any other plays you really like this weekend, Saturday or Sunday? Well, I, I really haven't. I really haven't spent much time on the Sunday games. Okay. Um, I I know I like um I know I like Arizona, which is which is oh. hard to do. Um, but they're getting a ton of points. They're playing the 49ers. Uh, they're not the same team that they were early in the season. And uh, 49ers have a tough time covering these big numbers. So um, I like Arizona in that spot. And we have, have a, some others. South Point has it uh, minus 12 right now, 12 and 48. Well, we should always play at the South Point, right? <laughs> yes, we should. Yes. And by the way, there's so it's this is the busiest. I know I say this all the time on the show right now. It takes like 10 minutes to walk across the hotel. So many cowboys. Do you have any, do you have any uh, numbers on the rodeo? Are you breaking down rodeo numbers or anything? Or roping um, numbers? I just know that um, you will see the largest belt buckles you have ever seen. <laughs> it makes like the WWF yeah. belts look small. <laughs> yeah, um, I've and seen one a lot. thing about the South Point is you get the horse smell most of the time. So you that's also good. Towards the, towards the back end there yeah. by the equestrian center. That's I was really in there great. last night. It's really great. Yeah, you I, guys, the, the South Point does a great job with everything. We did, um, we did a few seasons of high stakes poker there. That's how I, that's how I'm so familiar with it. Yeah, and we hear that you might be coming in the new year. You might be paying us a visit, you and uh, Billy, possibly. I, I would love to. I'll, I'll, I'll find the time. We'll work it out. Um, we'll make it happen, Chris. And I, I sit there with you and wear an ugly sweater. You can <laughs> change sweater. I change sweaters. Kevin noticed. I don't know if anyone else noticed. Yes, this one says, "Oh snap!" It's a gingerbread man. Uh, the crew is a leg. How many do you own that would qualify? Well, no, no, hold on. These are all. Oh, Here good question. The, huh? Here's the other one I could I could have went with. This is a. Uh, is this <laughs> an ostrich? It's an ostrich. It's an ostrich. Wearing a scarf. Ostrich wearing a scarf, and. Uh, well, you went from flamingos to ostrich. That's your kind birds, of birds. You're an ornithologist. And then, uh, hold on. <laughs> it's the, it's Mario. <laughs> Where'd he go? Sorry, then he <laughs> I, I almost brought the microphone down with me. And then there's a, this Mario Brothers one here. Mario Brothers Christmas. Oh, Christmas. look at that. I have to thank the crew. Uh, I, I think you got to actually try and find a sweater that's not intentionally ugly. That that like because now they all make them so that you wear them to the parties and stuff. But you gotta like find one that's just hideous but was not meant to be that way. Oh, maybe you have. Oh, look at this. Maybe you have. This is Alex's poncho. Alex brought this poncho in for me. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, that looks nice, right? You just wear it like this. Well, you gotta put. What's that on the head? It's supposed to be Rudolph. Yeah, it's a little reindeer head. Rudolph looks like he got hit by a car. There we go. Okay. There you go. That you look like a unicorn or something. Yeah. Back up here. All right. All right. Back to sports. <laughs> What's that? Not back to sports. <laughs> it's the fashion show. All right. So uh, anything else? I know. Well, now I can't hear. I can't hear through the the, the poncho. Uh, any other games that you had an eye on for uh, all our feds? Because yeah, you know, the only, the only other one I want to talk about was uh, was the L.A. Bowl. UCLA, Boise State, oh. Pac-12, terrible in bowl games, horrible in bowl games. You have another situation where you've got a team coming off a loss against another team coming off a win. And look at UCLA. They, they beat SC. They're really happy. They're thrilled. They go out and they lose to Cal. And I went to Cal. So lose, I can tell you losing to Cal, you shouldn't <laughs> get out of bed the next day. If that happens. <laughs> but then, you know, they were looking at maybe they'd go to the Sun Bowl, not that El Paso's all that great, maybe the Las Vegas Bowl. They get stuck in the LA Bowl. Yeah. So, like, you know, they got to get in a bus and sit in the traffic to get down <laughs> to the stadium. <laughs> I just don't think UCLA is going to show up. Boise State, pretty good. They went into Vegas for the championship game and, and, and played really well. So, again, we'll take the points, five and a half points. Um, could go up to six, I think, um, because a lot of people think. UCLA is going to get a home field advantage, which they seldom do. All right, and I'm going to have Kevin stick around for this. So we're going to do our Farley parlay. Every Friday we like to do a parlay. The F is for Frank, the A is for Alex, the R is for Ryan. Instead of a parlay, it's a Farley. Friday Farley, and we're going to do, we usually, we put 10 bucks in each. We've hit it a few times, once, twice, whatever. All right, uh, who goes for it? Ryan, you usually kick it off. Who do, who do you like in okay. our Farley? We'll get Kevin's reactions here. You could just do facial or you can do... Uh, you can chime in, Kevin. So here we go. So right. Sunday, NFL. I like the Giants on the road against the Saints, plus the five and a half. The, uh, the Saints have hit the team total over in just nine of the last 20, and the game, their game totals have only gone over six of the last 20. And the Giants have also scored last in 10 of their last 19. Ooh. So that back door to get the five and a half if they're losing or 
it might not even be in question. There you go. And plus, it's Tommy DeVito. Come on. How can you not mention Tommy DeVito with all those numbers? Uh, what do you think of that? That's, that's, that's Ryan's entry into the far leg. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, it's not a game I'm, I'm in love with. It, one of the numbers you gave was like 10 out of 20. Yep. 10 out of 20. Nine, nine out like, of 20. <laughs> yeah, that's like nothing to get excited about. That's 50-50. Yeah, Ryan. Just, well, what are you getting excited? <laughs> 40, it was 10 of 19, right? Nine, nine for, of 20. If you're looking at numbers like that, I always look for Team for total two over thirds. nine of 20. Two-thirds okay. is a minimum. With some, with some, you know, two and one, I don't count. But if it's 10 and two, what you know, the six I, of I'd much rather a number that's like 10 and three than one that's like eight and oh, because it has a little bit more, it's a little bit more proven. So, okay. Well, all right. So yeah, you're taking the Giants, but yeah. Okay. Plus, uh, you know, he played football with Daniel Bellinger, the yeah. tight end for the Giants. Darren Waller might be back this week. But... Oh, Waller might be. Well, but Bellinger will still see some action. He'll still see yeah. snap snaps, but okay. Have you seen the Brady Bunch yet, Brian? <laughs> nope. <laughs> nope. And have you heard of the the Partridge family since then? No. Damn it. Uh, heard Alex, of Partridge in a pear tree. Partridge in a pear tree Christmas. There you go. All right, Alex, what do you got? Okay, so I was kind of going back and forth. I'm going to stick with NFL since you guys are both doing NFL. Game tomorrow, I am taking over 40 and a half for the Minnesota Vikings and the Cincinnati Bengals. The Vikings, they need another spark. That's why they are putting Nick Mullins in. He did good against the Raiders. He made it past the midfield point to win that game, get them into field goal position. Um, the Vikings are 10-3 and three to the under this year, but don't let that scare you because their total median on the year was 44. So this is at a very low total for them. And the Bengals, 7-6 and six to the over. Not that impressive, I know, Kevin. But still, <laughs> they have looked very good with Jake Browning, and I don't think they're going to stop that streak here okay so i think we're gonna get a lot of points from these two and we know the Bengals defense has not been all that great this, this is year. the time of the season where the totals often shift because the the lines makers catch up with them I and you saw it everybody was on the under last night we saw what happened there um i don't think it's going to be that crazy yeah. but um i i would tend to agree with the over in that spot all right and i don't know if this is like a it's all up to you frank i know i don't know if this is a chicken way out Look but well, I, I was gonna I was gonna take Kevin's Boise State because I was gonna ride the hot hand with Kevin, and I'm gonna take Boise State. I could take Miami of Ohio, but I like Boise State because UCLA. Yeah, I, I like the idea of them. How are they gonna get up for a bowl game across town, right? Boise State's coming in and, and coming up lost to Cal, and, and yeah. there's just a lot of things to add up um, to. To, to, for a play against on UCLA. And uh, Boise State's pretty good, too. Yeah, and UCLA, is it uh, Terry Donahoe? Is he still the coach there? Terry, <laughs> Wasn't he the coach no, like 40 years ago? <laughs> Chip Kelly? No, it's Chip Kelly. You I know. Go Chip, Carl Durrell and Carl Rick Neuheisel. Rick Neuheisel. Look, UCLA's, that's my second favorite. I, I followed Pitt and UCLA College Athletics. That's all I ever followed. Um, I'm so sorry. I shouldn't have said that. Oh. Now I'm going to be like, you never bet against Pitt. Why would you bet against your second favorite? Okay. I, okay. I, because I'm learning what Kevin said. If there's money, if to, there's be money made. to be made, okay. So I'm going against That's UCLA, right. who I never go for. Uh, we had a lot of comments, and by the way, uh, your your man, lucky, lucky man. He said, "Ask Kevin about playing blackjack." I know Kevin's talked about playing blackjack with me here. Did you have a story with Lucky Guy playing blackjack? Uh, is there a reason? No, I don't think he's allowed out of the state of uh, wherever he is, North Carolina. I think. I think he's. <laughs> I think there's some problems with that. But uh, no, I don't know. <laughs> well, we appreciate him always watching. We appreciate everybody uh, always uh, watching. Yeah. Uh, also, there were two things in Fast Takes we didn't get to. Uh, Kevin, just real quick. Uh, 48 years ago, Tennessee beat Temple 11-6 in the lowest scoring college basketball game in history. Uh, I had the over, which was 18, because you know me. I like the over. That's 73. Wow. Yeah, I know. There was, of course, this is before the shot clock era. Temple down 7-5 to five with just under 13 minutes remaining in the first half. Opted to hold the ball for the final shot. Thank God they instituted the, the shot clock. Because I remember four corners. I remember Dean Smith with North Carolina used to do four corners. Right. Could you imagine going to a game 7-5 and then for 13 minutes, you just watch them hold the ball? You've, you've clearly not seen some girls' high school basketball <laughs> game. They can be low scoring. This is true. This is true. Yeah. <laughs> uh, did your daughter play high school basketball? No, my daughter um, uh, is. She hates all athletics. She's more a theater. So. I know. You guys go to you take you take her to Broadway shows all the time. And finally, since it's from Western Pennsylvania, Joe Montana had his jersey retired on this day. Uh, what was it? How long ago was it? But there's Joe Montana. There's uh, Eddie DeBartolo, I believe. 
And uh, Joe Montana back in 1990. Yeah, look how young he is. And back in 1997, they retired the number 16. Uh, are the Niners the favorite to win the Super Bowl? They're getting married. Look, look, at, wow. look at the way they're looking at each other. <laughs> look at Joe, who I hear is not the nicest man alive uh, when you meet him. I've heard. And Joe always has to be last when introduced among, like, uh, when it's, to, you know, they have all pros together. Hall of Fame. He has some stipulations, kind of like Joe DiMaggio used to do, right? So, I don't know. That's a good freeze frame on him, though. <laughs> uh, Kevin, so you're going to watch football all weekend? Is that your plan, Saturday and Sunday? Yeah, I'll get you the Sunday plays, and we'll do Monday and Sunday night and all that good stuff. And then we got bowls next week. Like, yeah. you know, again, if it's before Christmas, I don't count it. Yeah, exactly. I hear you. But we're going to have you back. We'd love to have you on during bowl season, so we'd love to get you back on uh, during all this traffic. You're always great. You always give us a lot of picks, Alex. What's going on here this weekend? Football, football, football. Lots of football. Ryan, Excited. football. Tomorrow is my mom's birthday. Oh, well, there you go. And are the Bears going to get her a Chris? Are they going to get her a birthday present? Well, the reason I'm a Bears fan is my dad. Uh oh. So, but yeah, special, special, put something special together for my mom right here. Oh, there you go. Look, a little tribute. Oh, come on. Is that you? That's me. That's right. Look at the hair's the same. Got the same <laughs> hairstyle. That's exactly. Look at that. Oh, look at little Ryan. On dis was that your first words? Would you say parlay? I said love you, love you, parlay, love you, parlay. Ah, oh, happy birthday to, to your mom. That's very yes. sweet, Ryan. That's happy very nice. Birthday. Thank you for bringing in all the ugly sweaters, Sean, Ann, Jerry, Ryan, Alex. I'm Frank. Chris was here. Dave Damashek, Kevin Belenkoff. What a show to end the week. We hope you have a good weekend. Enjoy it. Uh, Sports by the book is on two o'clock. Two o'clock today. Come two back and four. watch Sports by the Book. Two to four. Two-hour football show. Alex, you'll be on the show? I will not be. You will not be here? No. It's, okay. you got Chris, Chris Andrews, Andrews and Vinny. Chris yep. and Vinny are doing it. Yep. All right. Well, With that, Jeff Parles, Jeff of course. And Jeff Parles, of course. <laughs> and that way you can leave your sweater on all day. That's right. There you go. All right. Thank you for watching, guys. We really appreciate it. We'll see you Monday uh, after the Steelers' victory over the Colts. It's going to be, I'll be in a great mood. So have a good weekend, everybody. Thanks for watching Punchlines. Lines live in Nevada every show.